This is Solar Spotlight, a special edition of Contractor's Corner from Solar Power World. Hey everybody, I'm Kelsey Misbrenner, Senior Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. I'm here with Jing Yu and Alex Lepore, CEO and Sales Manager for Fortress Power. Fortress Power makes lithium batteries that can be paired with either commercial or residential solar projects. The company is headquartered in Pennsylvania. Today, we are going to talk about how to correctly size a solar battery. So Jing and Alex, let's start off by talking about where contractors can start when they're sizing a battery. Sure, I can start with that question here. Now, when we talk about battery storage, right? So we have to categorize the different applications. So I will start with a backup or off-grid. So for back and off-grid, the really uh, critical is what kind of, you know, circuits, like what kind of appliance you want to back up during a power outage. And because that's the term, uh, what you want to be put on the backup low panel or essential low panel, sub panels, all talk about the same thing. Uh, and then after that, you want to determine the um, autonomy. Okay, I want to be back up for a day, two days, three days. We have size project for a customer. We want to be back up for 20 days. That's immense battery bank. Uh, so yes, so there's customers that, you know, very uh, conscious that want to have a longer duration. Uh, and then you can also look into the solar PV array, right? Because that's going to determine how quickly that your battery bank can be charged. So that's pretty much when you design backup or off-grid system that what you have to consider. Now for clients that are doesn't have net metering or the electricity price so high, it doesn't make any sense for the feed solar back to the grid. You really look into your PV array size and your daily consumption. Because idea-wise, you want the battery to be charged during the day and then to supply the power to the home um, during the night. So you want to, you know, have like that full cycle. And Clients in California, which the subject to time of use, especially in the South Cali, South California, that would be a little bit different. And you are gonna, as a contractor, uh, a solar specialist, you go in, you analyze the customer's electrical bill, look at what's their on-grid, off-grid consumption, what's the cost differences between those, you know, on the off-grid hour, not season hour. And then you're gonna determine, okay, what would be the optimum battery bank size. You don't want to oversize, you don't want to undersize because you want to get the you know, best economics for the customers. There's also a few points or things that you really want to look into. It doesn't matter if you size any of those applications I just mentioned earlier, is that um, you want to also set up the battery lifespans to be around 80 to 90% for lithium. Lithium battery does allow you to discharge completely, but every time you complete discharge a battery, you're gonna short the battery lifespan. That's why as a manufacturer that suggests you 80 or 90% double discharge, so you can get really longer duration. So that applies for all applications. Another important aspect, when you size a battery bank, you wanna make sure it is at least two times equal or bigger than the inverter full capacity. So that's uh, important because battery lifespan is being impacted by charging discharging rate. So by setting that two times bigger capacity, that allows you to keep the battery so-called C reading at a 0.5 C and to preserve also battery's lifespan. Uh, another important aspect, the third point aspect I wanna bring talk about it is you also need to look into the season, wind and summer season, solar production is different. Like what we hear 
in northeast in the winter you has only about um, half of the production than in the summer season. So when you size your batteries, you know you want to consider okay how quickly that can be charged in winter, uh, and especially critical for power outages or for off grid clients. Okay. I think this is an especially important topic given what's happening in Texas right now. Um, and I'm assuming a lot more consumers are going to be looking into solar plus storage after huge catastrophic weather events like this. Sure, sure, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's the, I see in the news, it's, you know, it's state uh, governor blames utilities and utility blames, you know, uh, renewable. Uh, but we know that ultimately to uh, gain your independence is to have, you know, solar battery. Uh, then you don't have to worry about all those other unexpected events. Most definitely. Yeah. Okay. So that was a lot of really critical information for contractors to start out with. But can you just talk more generally about why battery sizing is important? Sure, I'll take this one over. Uh, Kelsey, thanks for the introduction. I think the first thing, I think, you know, the most reasonable thing why battery sizing is so important is for the longevity of the equipment. You know, you want the equipment that you're purchasing and investing in to work how it's supposed to work. So first and foremost, battery sizing will ensure that the equipment you're purchasing is going to do what you want it to do, meaning that there's going to be less defects down the road, there's going to be less hassle, uh, less people coming to do technical support on your system. So that's first and foremost, just making your life easier down the road. Now, regarding some of those different applications, sizing per those different applications, like Jing mentioned, is going to be different. So for example, for backup applications or self-supply applications, you really want to make sure that the home has sufficient energy to power what they need um, in the event of an outage. And then for any time of use rate charges, like for customers down in Southern California, they want to make sure that they want to achieve their maximum savings. And this can't be done if you're oversizing or undersizing the energy storage system. So at a very top level with the applications, sizing is very important as it's going to be a good foothold moving forward for the rest of your project and then determining your battery bank size, et cetera, et cetera. And to a second point, you don't want to get do all this effort to put in an energy storage system and solar with an inverter. And then at a point, you turn on too many appliances at one time, as this is going to turn off that battery-based inverter, and then ultimately it's going to turn off the energy storage system. So that is more, more likely than not a safety feature of the battery, but it's another kind of point onto why we want to size the battery properly. We want to size the critical load panel properly to avoid any unexpected shutdowns and expected turnoffs because of that under or oversizing. Now, there, are, there is this new concept arriving. It's called a smart load management panel. There's companies like NAC and Lumen that excel um, in this field. Essentially, what this does, it helps customers prioritize their load. It allows them to add more circuits to their essential load panel, which in, at the same time increases their energy efficiency or consumption efficiency. So literally means that there are tools and equipment out there that can help you get more bang for your buck. Now, every project calls for something different, calls for a different solution. So companies like NAC or Lumen, their load management um, software may make sense in one aspect. It may not make sense in another aspect. So I think what we need to do as a manufacturer and solo specialist in general need to make people aware and educate people of there are these different applications and sizing for those applications will be different 
um, all across the board. Yeah, I think Alex mentioned a very good point. And that's a lot of innovations going on in this space, right? Not just the inverters capacity increases, the battery price jobs, the battery of efficiency goes up. Uh, also, you know, there's a new um, lithium technologies is now in a, on the laboratory, but eventually also going to be, you know, uh, mass produced. And then on top of that, like Alex mentioned, this a smart load panel that really can manage your load and even like predict your weather forecast. So eventually, you know, we should be not worried about power outage. And I always think that every person on this planet deserve power should have access to power and of course access to clean power do different battery chemistries require different sizing strategies yeah that's a that's a really great question i get that question all the time um yes they do Sim simply put they do i'll start with more uh, i think of what people know is the lead acid batteries versus what is new which would be considered lithium uh, the main difference here is obviously the chemistry. Lithium uses like a lithium iron phosphate or something of the like, and lead acid is just a lead acid battery. Now, the main thing between sizing this is the depth of discharge. So, for example, with lithium, you can technically use 100% of your battery. Now, Jing did mention use 80% to fulfill the cycle life, the 6,000 cycles, but technically you can use 100% of your battery with lithium. Now, with lead acid, you're only able to use 50% of that. So what does this mean? Essentially what it means is if you need 200 amp hours worth of battery capacity for your project, you actually need a 400 amp hour lead acid battery instead of something comparable like a 200 or 250 amp hour lithium battery. So that makes certainly a difference with sizing your battery, the footprint of the battery on the site, um, just between that difference of lead acid versus lithium. And then one key feature of the lithium is that it does have a battery management system or BMS. So the sizing for lithium should be more accurate in comparison to a lead acid. For example, the BMS will basically control the maximum charging and discharging currents of it, as well as any surge capacity that will be um, you know, going on in that project. Let's say they have a well pump with high surge, a lithium BMS will be able to read that and then act accordingly Lead acid just does not have that feature. They don't have a BMS. It's kind of a, you know, quote unquote, dumb battery. They don't have that built-in computer to manage how it's going to charge and discharge. So for example, if you had a project that had 8KW of solar with an 8KW inverter, you would want to get two of our E-Flex 5.4s to deliver 10KW. With lead acid, this sizing may be a little less or more because you don't have those, I hate to say restrictions, but you don't have those, uh, you know, criteria you're trying to meet up to. Yeah, now I want to ask to actually also use this opportunity to educate um, solar specialists about cycles, right? So now we provide lithium ion phosphate and there's also a company provide folks on lithium ion. Both are great technologies. Uh, now lithium ion phosphate, they tend to have a long cycles. Like we guarantee 6,000 cycle at 80% double discharge. Now we also have uh, other uh, providers that offer 10,000 cycles as well. Now the often people ask why one 6,000 cycle one the other 10,000 cycle. Now, again, first of all, we all have to respect the chemistry, right? Itself, uh, how that's gonna react to charging, discharging rate, temperature and double discharge. And then I would say, if you buy the cell from the tier one manufacturer, which there's like five of them, then the difference between lowest five tier and your top five tier manufacturers is no, not big, it's very small, right? So they're super quality. 
But if you compare to tier one to tier two, yes, there will be a big impact. Now we do use tier one uh, cell uh, and the cell manufacturer also supplies to BMW. So if we claim 6,000 cycle and we have enough tests to prove it, it is 6,000 cycle, 10,000 cycle in our mind, it is overstate. So again, don't just look into the cycles, whatever on the spec sheet. You really need to understand, you know, what chemistry you need to understand, you know, well, who are the cell manufacturers? You need to ask manufacturer, have you done enough accelerate lifespan tests? Because the people reason they want to spend more money for lithium, they won't have that cycles, right? They won't have, you know, small footprint. So I just wanted to, you know, bring this to the audience. So and then our final question, are there tools to help contractors size batteries? Uh, yes, we actually developed a sizing tool for our authorized dealers. So our sizing tool does is it helps you to size up the essential load panel. So you can determine what appliance you want to put it on. And then it gives you um, 24 hours daily assumption uh, for power outage, you know, during power outage. And then you can talk to the homeowner, hey, do you want a one day or two days or even longer backup? So to um, basically figure out the battery bank size that can meet the customer expectation, right? It's a very important to really to manage the customer expectation because a lot of time uh, we've seen uh, what happening is, uh, you know, some solar specialists, uh, um, they didn't spend too much time or enough time with the customer to explain what energy storage is going to provide to you. Then the homeowner would assume they're going to get a whole house backup. You can do a whole house backup, but again, it is very expensive at this point. Eventually, we are going to do a whole house backup. So being said, you know, to go through those detailed steps with the homeowner, you're really going to give the homeowner the best use experience, and they know how to manage their consumption as well uh, for, you know, all kinds of applications that we talked about earlier on. So that is a, a tool that we have uh, to help the, our dealers. And our tool also does is if for some client they wish to use generator and especially critical for self-supply and off-grid customers, that can also help you to figure out what percentage of the energy source you still need to you know, get from the generator. And that's also another way to help you determine economics, right? Because again, generator, it is expensive. The fuel cost is expensive. So our tool does provide that solution as well. Now, um, there's also a lot of other uh, PV sizing tools available on the market. You know, for example, Aurora Energy Tool Base. Uh, there's also PV Saw, PV Syst, a lot of good tools. And I know most of them have added actually energy storage. And if you want to size the systems, for example, time of use, which tended to be a little bit more complicated in a sense because the rates in each region is different, right? And, and you talk, talk to homeowner, they don't really necessarily know what the rates is. So those tools, they're integrated. Uh, they have all built in the up-to-date electricity rate for different time window. So they'll be able to really pull your, you know, 12 months bill, or some even requires that, you know, more uh, green data, green button data from the utilities you pull in, it will give you a suggested, or let's say optimum battery bank size that's gonna be best for your buck. I was just gonna say, I think there are a lot of tools out there. There's a lot of information. So, you know, certainly be creative with using different avenues to size your battery. And then if you would like to run it through Fortress Power, if you're welcome to email our sales at Fortress Power email, 
um, that is monitored every single day and can help you size the project, whether you're a homeowner or a solar contractor or somewhere in between, be welcome to use this as a resource along with those other tools that Ms. Jing, you mentioned um, beforehand. Certainly good to have an extra set of eyes, especially with sizing a battery, which is still relatively new, just kind of how like sizing solar was 10 or 15 years ago. So if we welcome to use uh, different people to your disposal, it only make you and make you more comfortable with investing in it down the road. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I think this is just such a relevant topic for right now. And I really appreciate all your insights. Thank you both. Yeah, Kelsey, thanks for having us. I think, you know, if we had to relay three key factors uh, to all the people out there for sizing a battery, I think the first thing is you need to know your consumption, whether you're a homeowner or the solar installer, know the consumption of the project, the size of the PV array, to know how big of PV, if is it a ground mount, is it a roof mount, how is that situation? And then the days of autonomy, do they want two hours of backup? Do they want six? Do they want a week? That is also really another critical factor in determining the total battery bank size. All right, well, thank you both for your time. I really appreciate it. Kelsey, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Kelsey, thank you. Thank you, everyone. I'm Kelsey Miss Brenner with Solar Power World. Oh, oh, oh.